Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. God, I just want to say thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for the week that you are. We thank you for this new month. We thank you for what you are about to do in this time. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you will do in our lives. Father, we say let your name be glorified. Lord, we pray that forever let your name be honored. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let us have our seat. God bless us all in the name of Jesus. Just wanted to just, you know, shed more light on what has been said in terms of joining units. Is that when you we would we would have um, a QR code that I guess we would we had a notice board before. Maybe if we get it, if not, we'll get another one. So the QR code will be outside that you can scan, or the QR code will be sent along with so that people can scan them. So when you scan the QR code, the form downloads on your on your on your device, and you can. Um, signify your interest to join a particular unit. One of the things that you probably see that when you are when you are asked to choose, there is a part there that would tell you to choose the branch you belong to. And the reason being that it would be a platform that will be used by all branches. So basically you would be able to your details will not be going anywhere. Again, we've done, I think we kind of spoke about that. We'll get it in GDRP chat just to be sure that we are, we are safe or we are, we are complying with that big sense. So what just let you know what will happen is that aside from you signifying that you will join a, a group, we would pray around it and follow as God leads us on it. And you will see on that form, it says that because you feel this form does not mean that you automatically be part of the group. So, you know, and please, you know, we will definitely have the conversation with whoever it is that fills up the form going forward, and we will will definitely have the conversation around it for people to understand the processes behind it. But the reason why is that we can have like a, a coordinated, um, thing and things like that, we may decide to do some exchange in terms of the the vetting or the procedure may go to Erimo, for example, in Malaysia, to give details on what God is saying about individual people. And so it, it may not necessarily be done in the church, but when you go to the form, you discover that we have you have about 20, can you, even if you have you have about 20, 21 options in there of branches that you can choose from. And of course, you're in London. <laughs> Amen. God help us in Jesus' name. Yeah, and the prayer, the prayer um, thing also, we, God has helped us. There is a prayer call that goes on in the church every single day, aside from Sunday, because we have service, and Friday, because we have a prayer team, a prayer call. So the prayer call has been going on for the past two years, every single day. And so we believe that if we have these kind of opportunities, then you can write your prayer request and post it on there. Then we would pick it up and start to pray over it. So that's a good thing if you have a QR code that you can scan it at each time you want or you save it as a favorite event that comes to mind you want us to pray about or you're seeking the guidance concerning something, please let us know. Um, and so, you know, but in this case, we would be picking up, if it's a counseling, we would definitely picking up in, we know within us in here, we dealt with in there and things like that. Um, but, you know, we are then, again, like I said, there'll be a QR code out there for us to to scan. And, it's, and you can put your name in there if you want, and it's also optional to be anonymous. Um, you know, um, God would 
God will grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. But that doesn't mean that the normal processes is not available. It is, like she said, it is. But we just feel that, you know, at times you are home. You know, at times, like last week, people be in the space. So this week, everybody, you know, maybe you have something has happened wherever you are, and you just want us to pray around it, then we would, we would carry on with that. And it doesn't have to be a year alone, you know. We are praying for people who are in, who, who are, who are in hospital, people who have families who are, in, who, are, who are having issues in their personal lives. Whatever it is, just share it with us. And God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, um, we are talking really around, maybe for the next two weeks, we will definitely talk around stewardship. And, you know, again, you know, we, thankfully, we are also having this platform where people can um, can show their interest in what they want to join. But stewardship, and, but the, the part we are looking at is our labor of love. Our labor of love. Um, I will start by, you know, when we go to John chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, Jesus said in 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 his in his sorry in his defense Jesus said to them my father is always at his work to this very day I too I am working So what Jesus is saying is that the culture of God's kingdom is your work The culture of God's kingdom is you have something that you're doing. As far as the kingdom of God is concerned, there is, in fact, part of the very few prayer points that Jesus commanded people to pray is to pray that laborers will come in. And... But the CNS fold tries to model that kind of prayer in the three people's prayer when they say that um, it's the aim is the idea is to fulfill the prayer that Jesus asked us to keep praying is a prayer that God will send in laborers. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 to 38. And when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them uh, because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Instead of him saying, God, do your work, he said, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers, not sitters, the workers are few. He said, he said, and ask the father of the harvest, therefore, to send workers into the field. So, once we, I want us, all of us, start from the viewpoint of in the heart of God, the constant prayer He wants you to pray more is God send laborers in. God send laborers in. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, so as that act is in the heart of God, for him to always have access to laborers, it is important that you know, as we move on, is that there are two types of laborers in the majority two types of laborers in the household, household of God. There are children who are laborers. And there are hired servants who are laborers. An example you would see that when Jesus was talking in Act, sorry, in Luke chapter 15, when he was talking about the story of the prodigal son, and you would see here, I just I liked it a little bit. He said, I will go home to my father, and uh, my father, I have sinned against you both to heaven and both heaven and to you. I no longer want it to be called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. So there are hired laborers within the work field of God. And you will see also the, the older son also, now, if I, if, I, if I just quickly just 
put this in, in this particular dimension is that one of the challenges about children when you have less of children that are laborers in the house is because the proportion of hired laborers is always greater than the children. So what affected the younger son is also affecting the older son because when you go on to the next um, verse 25, you will see that the older son was in the field also working. So as far as God is concerned, everybody that is a child, there is only one thing you do, you walk. But the older son now began to be, it, see, when you, it was not the, the younger son just expressed what was in his mind. The older son was exactly feeling the same thing the younger one was. Because when you go home, when you go to verse 27, you will see that, or you get 28, see, the Bible says the older brother was hungry. This is after the younger brother came and he said, and, and, and his father came out and begged him. And the Bible says, but he said, he replied, All these years I have slayed for you. You never once refused, you, you, you never once refused to do a single thing. So you never once refused to do a single thing. Oh, sorry. I never once. Okay, I have never he said, I have okay, yes, exactly. Sorry. Uh, Amen. So he said, he said, I have never refused. Basically saying that, you know, you are not paying me. And the problem is that he's seen hired servants. Taking official car and doing all sorts of things. In fact, they can be more gifted because they are in a business and the work of the CEO is to send them to training so that they are trained, their gifting would, would so they become more loud. And as a result, the children that are will now begin to think like the higher talent. And so, as we first of all look at laborers, it's important that you know that in the household of God, in the body of Christ, there are so many hired laborers. And at times, the problem is that if you are not careful, see, what there are ways you would identify a hired laborer. The way they speak. See, if you are not, if you don't, see, you know, they will say that, see, it's not my father's door. I can't kill myself. I had laborers. Because children don't talk like that. See, you know, um, you know, see, I am, I am working as God is, keeps on paying me. God keeps on increasing, you know, I had laborers. Those languages have become so prominent that even children are now copying the ways of the hired laborers. There is a pastor that I had the story about. I want to believe that, you know, he is a child of God. But he got frustrated in ministry, he committed suicide. And one of these was, as I said, the, the ministry is not going, the money is not, you see, uh, um, you know, the people are not coming, we are not, we are not making enough money, see this and this and that and this and, and, and all these kind of things. So he did a Facebook post, vented his frustration and he committed suicide. Then later on, one of his friends, I was watching the video yesterday, one of his friends now came out. I said that he's been dealing with that issue before. Then he now went to meet a mega pastor. Who now said, ah, you know, you are a failure. You know, you, this, these are things that you should do. So he kept on trying. He tried and tried and tried and tried until he saw him. He said that, you know, maybe Trudy, you know, have a failure. Then he committed suicide. What has happened? He has listened to an, a hired servant. And he has ended up with the pigs. I am not see because when the father would respond to him, let's go on, man. The when the father was, the father would say everything that I have. So it doesn't. It is this. 
the definition is not that if you're a child, you will suffer. No, that's not the definition. But see, what Ayat servants are so keen on, you are not. If things are going well, it's okay. If they're not going well, it's okay because it's your house. You know, if you if you have see there there are ways you speak to a child. Pastor, have you ever seen me before when you have that kind of revelation? I've had it when I was growing up. Where your mom would somebody would do something, somebody's child would do something, and the mother would be shouting, and mom would say, ah, ah, don't speak to me. Ah, like that now. Yeah, take it easy. And you'll be like, ah, is this my own mother? Because <laughs> you dare not do what they are saying to somebody else. Take it easy. You go and try it at home. You will discover <laughs> that, see, the difference is that you are the child. At that day, you'll be like, ah, it to see as if you are you are in a vision you are in a realm of spirits because you are looking at your mother and say ah is this is this this same mother half of what that person got away with you cannot get away with it or maybe your dad maybe the child is coming and they are hitting everything and people are saying ah let them eat now let them eat and the mother is saying no keep and you are like. And, and your mom is also saying, ah, let, the, let, let the child, they are just a, it's just a, a small child. You just stretch forth your hand. I want to take it. That high is that wood. You know, <laughs> you would, you know, you would. The same thing that they would give everybody, and your mom would say, ah, no, it's just a more When they not begin to say, ah, no, I'm okay. Say, I'm, I'm okay, because you know. Now, when you are still young, you feel that, ah, what kind of, what is this? But as you, as you grow older, you know that what you think is the way that they deal with you is actually love. What they are saying is that you are the child. That one, whatever their parents want to do with them, let them do. So, so one of the, so one of the challenges I wanted to first of all point out as we go on with this is that is that is that is that there are the problems that there are there are yard laborers in the body and so and at times you know at times i personally struggle with certain things you see somebody that is doing wrong things committing sin and doing nothing and they are and they are still working and be like god what's going on and god will say no they are yard laborers there is no they have no inheritance i'm just paying them a hour but if you don't understand that, you will not say, ah, that brother is working in some level of grace. See, I too, like God, the grace that you are using to work with, brother, please walk with me that way. Ah, God, you see. See the child. He's trying to learn the ways of higher levels. So, what I, what am I saying is that as we uh, I, I needed to cut that place too so that you will know that when we are discussing stewardship here, we are not talking about hired laborers. So there are some things that if a higher laborer will hear, they'll be like, whoa, 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 what, what's all that? What's all that? Because it is a hired laborer. And at times, if God gives you grace, to identify at times it's very difficult. At times, see, there have been days I have, I know, when I personally, when I when I see somebody that is a son that is moving towards the way of their hard laborers, at times, I don't know if it's right or not. At times I have prayed the prayer, God, please stop using this person. Why? Because they are on the way to become a hard laborer. But they think because they are doing a lot of function. Now, in, in our fold, the way they try to deal with children before they turn to hired laborer is that when somebody is in, is in trance or to ban, um, 
when they speak, when they stand in church and things like that, and there is an habit or a way of life that is wrong, they will say, Etsular. Why? They are trying to say, don't go the way of an hired laborer. An hired laborer is where people don't care what they do with their life. As soon as they come and give vision and they go, that is an hired laborer. Nobody, there's no, it doesn't matter. And that's why you begin to wonder why would somebody go in trance, only okay, seven days, and come back and still go on with their normal life. It's because they're an hired laborer. When you understand that, you begin to understand why you will see certain things within the body of Christ and you'll be like, ah, why, why is God not dealing with this? It's because they are hired laborers. They are hired laborers. So it's important that we understand that in the stewardship of God, there, are, there is the room for hired and there is the room for children. So as you will see that Paul was talking in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 20, he said, I have no one else like him who showed genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Christ. But you know Timothy has proved himself because as a son with a father, he served me in the work of the gospel. So as a son, Timothy was not... See, when, when, when Timothy, because Paul said, he has proven himself. This one is not just a hirer. He's a child. A son. I think this is not by age. It's, 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 it's a son. When, when you see a son walk, you would know when a son is walking. The son may not be perfect. In fact, a hirer may be, may, may, may be better than them. But when you see a shepherd, they can identify when they see a hired. But the rule of the business is that you employ everybody. But you just know this one is son, this one is hired. And your aim is to try to move hired away from ironing their services to become a job. So you will see that he says, he says, he said he has proved himself. That means that for him to prove it, that means that Paul, Tim, Paul is saying, I have tested him. I have, it's not, it's not just an assumption that no, he's a good boy, he's a son. No, there are parameters to judge if somebody is a son or a daughter or just an island. So he said, we are proved in. That this one is a son. And the reason is that, see, sons can go anywhere. A hired person will not. You know, I used to say to people, I don't know, but if I look at proportion of visions that I have had, I've had it once. That God is saying to somebody, leave UK and go and start ministry in, in Nigeria. <laughs> no, it is always the other way, the other direction. So I say, God, here you go and live in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it has to be the other way. Why? Because the reason at times, no, I'm not saying that people are not children, but because we have been taught in the ways of the hired servants. So hired servant will say, you know, what is my bonus in this thing? You know, what, what is, where do I, where do, where do, give me my KPIs so that I want to move from one point to another, one point to one point to another. By this time, in six years time, I should become this. Those are hired people. Those are higher people. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So he said, now why is it important? Because the motivation, the way by which a child is operating in ministry or in service 
it is done by love. It is the love for God that actually propels them in what they're doing. See, in you have different people working in the United Nations. Some people are there to say, I am working in the UN. Some people are there to serve. So you begin to see that so, um, Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, he said, For God is not unjust that to forget your labor of love, which you have shown towards his name as you ministered to the saints. So uh, you have shown the love towards God in the way you are catering for the people of God. For the people of God. See, the way God sees when he calls people, when he gives people the privilege to walk in his yard, he sees it as a gift. A, a, he gives it, he, he sees, God, does God sees it as that I am doing you a favor to walk in my tabernacle. Numbers chapter 8, verse 15 to 19. It says, After you have purified the Levites, present them as a wave offering. It won't go much into that, but, I'm sorry. but present them as a wave uh, as, as a wave offering. They are to come to do their work at the tenth meeting. They are Israelites, they are the Israelites who who are given to who are given holy to me i have taken them as my home in the place of the firstborn i have taken them as my home in the place of the firstborn so god said in the people of israel i have chosen this one to be my home there are other people, but when I have gave you the opportunity to walk in my tabernacle, it is an opportunity that, that it is rare. That is the way God sees it. Let's go on, please. He says, um, he says, and verse 18 says, and I have taken the Levites in place of all the first sons of Israel. He said, from among the Israelites, I have given the Levites as a gift to Herod and his son to do the work of the tenth meeting. So basically, what God is saying is that, see, when a man or a woman decides to or work for God and God allows that person, God sees it that I am doing you a favor. But unfortunately, when you see an hired person, they are thinking, you know, wait a minute, you know, you, you, I know what I, I know what I was in this place. So. That was what the the son said. You know, you, I have just been slaving around. So you begin to see the difference in the thinking of the hired and the son. The thinking of the higher than the soul. Now, let me just quickly point out a couple of things as we as we just move on. Is that what we might talk about some mornings, but what are the things, what is the essence of working in the house of God? What does what does or, or working in his in his vineyard? How does God see it? One of the things is that it is a platform by which you interact with God. It helps your development in your Christian work. I'm not saying that it is a... The first priority is not that you will minister. The first priority is that it is a platform by which you, you, in, there is a rubbing off within you and the elements of God. That's why the, Paul was saying we are co-laborers together. With that means we are in the same field. And you will see this in First, um, first Samuel chapter 3. When 
um, Samuel, verse 3 to 4, when Samuel was sleeping at the, um, when Samuel was sleeping at the, uh, at the hack. Why was Samuel sleeping by the hack? Because the Bible says that the uh, light of the um, tabernacle, the, the, the menorah, cannot go out. So he was there. It wasn't that he didn't have any other place to sleep. It was just that so that that light can be on. So as he was, as he was doing that, it was on that platform that God visited him. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So one thing that that thing does is that as you give yourself in walking in his environment, it helps your relationship with him. It helps your relationship with it. You would see David also when David would when David is talking about the house of God, he would say that my my affection because of my love to for um, for the house of my God. My love for the house of my God, and David would say that you know I devoted. Let, let's go on to. Um, First Chronicles 29. It says, and then King David turned to the entire assembly and said, my son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous. For the temple he would build is not for mere mortals. It is for God. It is Lord God himself. Using every resources at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for the building of the temple of my God. Let's go on, please. And he began to describe it. Let's go to verse, um, verse 3. He said, Now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God. Now, on that version, we say, Because of my affection. So there was, you would, when you begin to see, when the Bible begins to talk about people who love God, it is not, I, I start to be corrected if you don't more, or if you have any other example, there is no place where you will see an expression of love that will not see an expression of the house of God. See, all this definition of the new generalities, that, the things that are going around now, it is not... Solomon, when you go to First, um, first Kings chapter three, um, verse two to three, the Bible says that the Bible says that now uh, two, two to three, the Bible says the people who who were still sacrificing at the high places because a temple had not yet been built for the name of the Lord it said Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking. In according, according to the instructions given by his father. What was one of the instructions given give by the father is make sure the temple is built. Another person you would see that would say that what can separate me from the love of God is Paul. And Paul, you will see Paul will constantly talk about how the body of Christ would grow. There is no biblical definition of love for God that grows outside the context of his household. I understand that. See, and this is where, you know, I was talking to one of my, um, a friend of mine called, he's a pastor, and he was, he wanted to do something in his church, but he was a bit concerned. And so he called me and we were having a conversation around it. And when, when we finished, and I I dropped the call. I felt his concern because now it is difficult to. There are some things that you want to preach now that you you you. It's right. It's biblical, but to preach it because people have people's definition not wrong, of right is now against scripture. When you say when you share scripture, that people will say, ah, no, you know, you can watch worship God from anywhere. Jesus said. That you know you don't have to go to the temple, you can worship him from anywhere. But that same Jesus went to the tabernacle every day. It is it is out of balance of scripture. 
The Bible says Jesus went to the synagogue as it was his custom. That means that he was always doing it. So after he said, the, okay, let's say that that, was, that should happen after Jesus died. The Bible would say that the, uh, when you read the book of Acts, the, the, um, the Bible says at the hour of prayer, the apostles were going into the synagogue when they met the man at the beautiful gate. So when do we now come about this theology that says that the love of God doesn't have to be connected to anywhere? You're a freelancer. That, like I said, see, the scientists that you know, because people think, ah, no, what are they, they are trying to do? It's not. It, that is scripture. And at times you will see so many pastors that at times you know people are struggling to when they they are struggling to say certain things because what there is the wrong. But what the people have now called right is totally against scripture. It sounds good, but it's against scripture. So, you begin to see that the Bible says that for the love, and the someone will not mind me sharing this, person, person, person called me, the person was feeling heaviness in their heart. So whenever they pray, you know, whatever, they were feeling heaviness in their heart. And and they and they, they they spoke to me about it and said, Pastor, I want to start to do something in the church. And as they began to do it, they just said, I said, okay, yeah, you can. And I can remember that about a month later, I asked them, I said, How do you feel? And I said, it seems like that weight is just it's just it's, it, because he said I began to feel guilt when I was praying and things like that. Because I said, because what has happened is that the the part of love. The function of love is not only that it's a, I've forgotten who sang it. There's a, there's a circular song that sings that, you know, you say that you love me. If you take those words, assuming you cannot speak those words again, would I ever feel your love? You know, if you say that, I love you, I love you, I love you. If, if for some reason something happened and those, slabs, those, those letters cannot, you can't say it again. Would I ever feel your love? If you cannot, then that means that all your love is just, I love you. And that's why Jesus, you know, when we say, um, which is good, I love you, oh, I, I be, I be, um, you know, when we sing love songs to God, which is great, but God said, if I take those words away, would you be able to demonstrate, aside from shouting, you love me? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, you know, and, and you will see the panting of David in Psalm 112, verse, verse 112. He said, he said, he said, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now, please, note that the person we are talking about is a king. He's not the king of this modern day king. He was an old Old school king. That means that he can bring the church to his house. Whatever he says. See, all the things that David, David does, he's not a politician. He's a king. So he's not trying to please people by rolling out these sounds and saying, um, you know, uh, oh, when they say she come down, my heart was filled with joy. No. Kings in those days, they don't care. They say the way they feel. And for him to come out and say, you know, when they said to me, he said, he said, he said, he said, oh, I said, our feet stand at, stands, are standing in your gates, oh Jerusalem. Why? Because Jerusalem was where the temple was. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, let's just quickly go to First Peter chapter two. I just want to explain something to us as we come. To our point. I highlighted this word in two different um, um, two different colors. So he said, "You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, and things like that." But a royal priesthood. Why did I highlight it in two? Because there are two different words. You have the priesthood, and you have the royalty. The priesthood 
is your responsibility in the sanctuary. The royalty is your function outside the sanctuary. Does that make sense? So, David was a king. Samuel was a priest. David was dealing with day-to-day -day things outside, representing God. Samuel was in the temple teaching. But now in the New Testament, you have those two roles combined into you. So you can be somebody at your workplace that's in your career that's representing God in doing maybe um, a footballer. I was, you know, in the footballers they are they who are who are very big on Christ and things like that, and and they may come to church on a Sunday and their job is to clear the tables. So they are functioning as a priest in the church, but they are also functioning as a king outside. Does that make sense? So God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So do we have a marketplace ministry? Yes, we do. Why? Because that is your responsibility in the royalty, expressing the, the kingdom of God outside. Advancing the kingdom of God outside. When you are in, in priesthood, there is no kingdom advancement. It is service to you. are already in the kingdom. But when you are outside the walls of the church, you are advancing the kingdom. So that is royalty is being expressed. I don't know if that makes sense. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So having said that, please, I want us to know that I am not talking about the five-fold offices. I'm not talking about offices here. That's all we're talking about. Offices is different. That is why when you read Romans chapter 12, the Bible says, just as our bodies have many parts. Each, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. For doing certain things well. He said, so, so that means that I can be able to, I can sing. But I cannot sing well. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say? You know? But you know, you, there are things you can do. You know, it's not you can do, but there is the part where the Bible says, are you doing that thing well? If you are not doing it well, then you probably have no role in that place. You can help out, but when somebody that has can do it well comes, you... Is it biblical? Yes. The apostles were distributing food before. And they discovered that they made a mockery of it. So they said, okay, go and look for somebody that can distribute this food. Let them be doing it. There are times where the church is still growing. And when the, the gift of God, God will empower people to be able to do everything that the church needs to do. But as it begins to expand it, and people who are more gifted in that area, wisdom is that you allow, you might be the one that has been, I might be the one that has been singing since the beginning of the church. It's not a problem. I can be singing and God's grace, God's anointing be flowing, people be going in trance. But when the person that is gifted in that place, when comes, you and your anointing, you go to where God has given you when. And it is not, and that's why I shared the part of scripture for you. It's something that the Bible, the, they were doing in, in the days of, of, of the Bible. There was no, we pay, you know, ah, he, he, no, ah, he, you know, we are the founding members. Yeah. You know, we are the founding members. 
You see some people, you know, you have very people who can sing well, they are backing. You now have family members. They'll be singing. I'll be leading uh, things like that. And there's somebody that is that has the gift well. Rather than saying, God has given us grace to carry it to this point. So that the day you would come, you would be able to proceed from where we, we stopped and you can do it well. Does that make sense? So he said, God, he said, and the Bible says, so God has given us, God, so God has given you the ability to prophesy and to speak, and so you speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. He said, if, if, he said, if you're a teacher, teach well. Let's come on, please. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has, if God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, please, I want you to know that there is nothing in this gift that no Christ, no child of God cannot do. But that's why the emphasis on was where. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. In our hand, by saying, he said, take delight in honoring one another. So, because you are the preacher, does not mean the person that is looking after people is less. That's why the Bible says, ensure that you honor one another. Why was Paul talking about that? Because he knows that he will get to a point. Some people will feel that because they are the ones in, in the forefront and the others are less, a little bit less important. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, in the ministry of Jesus, there were this, this system was working. The, point, the issue is that when you see Jesus, you have 12 men going about preaching, going from one village to another. How do you think they were taking care of themselves? You see, it's only once that Jesus brought out money out of the mouth of the fish. So, is the only time one time that he ate? So, how was he eating? You think Jesus was praying and saying, God, we are sent manna. There were people who were responsible for making it easy for him to do what God has called him to do. They are holding, and the Bible recorded them. Let's, let's go on to Luke, please. The Bible says, after, after this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And the twelve were with him. Also, also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and disease, Mary, Magdalene, Mary called Magdalene, from whom the seven demons had come out. He said, jo jo um, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the, the messenger of Herod's household, and Susanna, and many others. These women were well helping to support them. So Jesus was not just going around and saying, ah, you know, if he was doing that and there was nobody supporting him, <laughs> temptation will come. The devil will come and say, oh, yeah, not this stone to bread <laughs> because, <laughs> because your ministry cannot go anywhere. So it was, Jesus was not just, because at times when you look at the story of Jesus, you would think that he was just going around with, with a couple of people and, you know, with 12 and was just doing things like that, things like that. No, there were people who were putting themselves on rotation, making sure. I can imagine that when the Bible says all that, I can imagine that when he was going to some area, some people say, oh, and you will never be. Who are those living in that kind of area? Jesus is coming to that area. Please make sure that 
all that he needs will be will be met. So as far as Jesus was concerned, as far as the Bible is concerned, they are also acknowledged as part of the ministry. You know, one thing I just want to say here, and I know that God will help us, you'll never be a portion. You know, please know that the woman that they cast out seven demons was part of the supporting ministry. Some person once they cast out one demon from somebody's life forever. They are always possessed with that demon. <laughs> they are always possessed with that. There is no there is no <laughs> there's no way forward. <laughs> God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, you will see them again. Just going to read because of our time. Just read. Let's go to. The Bible says that when, it said, and when all the crowd had came to see the, crucif the crucifixion and saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friend, including the women that were following, so until the day that he was crucified. That is why when the day of resurrection came up, it was Magdalene that went there because the responsibility of those women was to constantly make sure that he was in good state. So she wasn't just wondering about and saying, oh God, you know. No, it was, it was, that was their own ministry for Jesus. And what I'm trying to emphasize here is that it is not everybody that has a front row ministry. But as far as God is concerned, they are all needed. Imagine if nobody was providing food for Jesus. What would happen? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you see that before Jesus ended in Gethsemane to say that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, he would have said it for a long time. Everything Peter and the rest will be cooking. <laughs> you know? Jesus will have been doing healing prayer every day because they'll be eating all sorts of junk. <laughs> but there were people who were around them all the time. I'm just trying to emphasize on you that for you to see that when God's work, his household is bigger than those that you see in front. It's bigger than those that you see in front. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. And you know, I've, I've, I've said that in terms of, in terms of the, the, you know, in terms of, yeah, let me just quickly point out Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. He said, so the 12 disciples called a meeting of all the believers and, uh, and, and they said, we, the apostles, should not spend our time, our, our, our time teaching, our time teaching the word of God and not, not sorry, should, should spend our time teaching the word of God and not running a food program. So the brothers selected seven, so, so brothers select seven people who are well respected. Why? Because the issue at hand was that some people were complaining that they were not giving them food. So it was not that they had to be anointed alone. They had to be well respected. He said, who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Why? Because you can be full of the Holy Spirit and lack wisdom. So if they are asking you to resolve issues in the church, and say, oh, no, that person is full with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> you will discover that more trouble will be happening. Why? Because they don't have the wisdom to function in that capacity. <coughs> so when it is, if there was a reason why the disciples counted the three for them. One, you have to be well respected. Two, it needs the anointing of God because you cannot do God's work no matter what you think you're doing without having his spirit on you. Then they have to have wisdom to be able to carry out their job. 
And what am I trying to point out is that at times you may be, God may, be, you know, you may desire to be part of a unit. You may not have the, the, the abilities to, but please take it as your responsibility to learn. Don't say, well, is No, take time to learn. Maybe it's just decoration or whatever it is that you're doing. Take time to learn. Invest in it. That I want to present something to God that matters a lot. But some people, I know, Emilon Kowa, you know, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. You will see again when, see, and I think I will just um, stop at that as that we can um, know. I'll skip some scriptures and I'll, 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 I'll bring it to a point. Because we still have some more to talk about next week. I just want to bring us to, to the point of prayer. But this is just like a general view of, of how, um, how, you know, how the Bible sees when it comes to, um, when it comes to the, the walking in the house of God. Exodus, sorry, um, yeah, Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 to 6. But I'll just summarize it. Basically, God wanted to build, uh, they were building things in, in the temple, and they want to start to design things that are artistic, or the, 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 the temple doors, the menorah, all those kind of things. And the Bible says that I have filled him with the Spirit of God with wisdom and understanding and knowledge in all kind of schemes to make artistic design. So God is saying, I am empowering him to be able to have access to make such design. What am I trying to say is that God knew that that department needed skill. But remember that the first thing God said is that I have filled him with my spirit because you cannot do anything for God. Except you have the spirit of God. See, some people will say that you know why is it that you know we cannot we we organize things in at work. You know we, it's difficult to, as I, I, I organize it in church because at times you have a spiritual layer on what you are doing in the church. So you come even if your home is to is to. Um, organize a group or whatever the case may be, you do it prayerfully. Added with your knowledge of it. Let's read on, please. I just wanted to uh, go to verse 6 quickly, please. Um, now, it says, moreover, I have appointed, and I want you to point out something else. He said, to help uh, to help him, and, as, and I have given him the ability to all um, to the skilled workers who to make everything I have commanded you. So that means that that their gift did not necessarily mean that they will be doing something contrary to what God has said concerning the place. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I think I will come to that next week, but let's just come to the point of prayer. Exodus chapter um, 3, chapter verse 12. The Bible says, it said, And God said, I will be with you, and this will be a sign. This will be, this will be a sign to you that I have sent you. He said, you, you, you have brought, you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you would worship me on this mountain. Now, one of the challenges to be able to do that is that he was going to meet people that have been in captivity for 400 years. So they have built a system in a place. So you are not telling them, to leave and come and serve God and leave the system that they have built and basically be wandering in the wilderness 
You are telling them to leave their house. They tell them to leave everything. You see, at times maybe we may read it, you don't understand. It's as if God, it's as if you are saying that you know, leave all that you know, every support system, and come and serve. That's what was happening. So Pharaoh began to say to them, in let's go to chapter eight. I'm just skipping chapter eight, verse twenty-five. And Pharaoh then then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go and sacrifice to your God here in this land. So don't worry, you can still serve God, but all the parameters will still be there. You will still have all those restrictions. Then he now went on and he suggested another one. He said in verse in, in, in verse 10, in chapter 10, he said to them, He said, He said, Don't worry, you can go and now serve God, but let us have your animals. What is he saying? Let us control your resources, your finances. So when circumstances are so difficult, I'm not talking about your regular job or, or things like this, don't get me wrong. But ah supposed to go to church, but over time because you're ah. <laughs> ah it is under that parameters. He said, No, don't worry, bring your animals. What is what is that your resources? And you go out. Why? Because I can control you for me. I am supposed to, we are supposed to, um, the wording team are supposed to fast for three days, but ah, I have an engagement, I have a friend's party in between that week. Ah, you know, can we just move that so that I can, I can have the lunch with my friend and come back. The issue here was that there was an ability for them to worship. But he said, worship within my parameters. And God said, no, 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 no. When you worship me, you don't, the, the parameters cannot be dictating how you would worship me. And for some people, maybe there are challenges in your, in your family that is dictating how you would serve God. Maybe some, some some people, there is pressure within the home. Certain places you cannot, you know that you are supposed to do certain things. Please, I cannot come for this because I have challenges in my house. And what is happening is that the devil is using that as a parameter to restrict your service before God. And so, and that is where our prayer is going to come into place. See, but when you look at it, in truth, do you have that Exodus 12, 12 right? or not? When you see it naturally, it is explained, it is, it, it is understandable. You know, why would you leave the, parameters, the, the system that you built for 400 years and walk out and go and serve God? What will happen to those things? How would you be able to survive? But, and it, it makes sense. But when you see Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, you will discover that, do you have an opposite? You discover that it is not Pharaoh that God was dealing with alone. The Bible says uh, he dealt with Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt. So there was a spiritual undertow that as those opportunities that you know this is what you want to commit to, that is when you will begin to have dinners begin to fly in. Ah, no, you know, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't let that go. I think it's like that. You know, I have, I have experienced one in this church. There was somebody that used to come, that, I think she's located to Nigeria now. There's a mom that used to want to come to church. And so one day, that day I appreciated this so too much that when she talked to me, I was like, ah! She said, Pastor, each time I want to come to church, that morning, something will happen. Either somebody comes to my house, or 
things that he said. He said that I think that day she took Uber. He said when I came, he said when I wanted to come to church. He said as soon. He said this is the third time that also that is happening. He said when I get out, my tires are flat. So and I said, you know, no matter what it is, I will get to that place today. And that is what, and see, it may make sense until she now woke up and said, excuse me, what is going on? Why? There are parameters. What am I trying to say? I'm not saying that your case may not be unique. But what I'm trying to say is that take it prayerfully to God. Genuinely say to God, God, you know, is there a way, you, can I, can you, know, I want to do this. And I'm sure that God will grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.